Hello and welcome to episode 218 of What Most People Think. Now, I don't know if you're listening to this uh, because of the exchange, shall we put it that way, that I had on Politics Live at lunchtime today, which was very... <laughs> Which is very illuminating, illuminating. I've got, as you could already hear in the background there, we've got Sean Walsh returning us as the guest today. So I'm, I'm going to kind of keep, keep my powder dry. I'm the guy to bring in for this. I'm the guy to find clarity in what just happened. Well, I decided what I was going to call this episode because I kind of thought, in a way, it's been quite patronising in the past. I've just come, brought you on and I've gone, oh, let's talk about comedy. Let's talk about stuff that Sean knows. Like, So I'll talk about like lying down and... Um, you know, Nando's and stuff that I think you millennials enjoy. But I thought maybe there's this... What the fuck are you talking? What the fuck are you talking about? See, I think that's your brand, is lying down and Nando's. Oh, no. Nando's. <laughs> well, okay, fine. I won't argue with your perception of me. That's fine. You know, I'm 37. We've known each other for... I know, I know, but you will always be. That's the point. That's the point in comedy. I see. I'll yes. always hold you as, as that first, that, that callow Nando's eating youth. Because the, yes, this is the right. truth, is that you knew about Nando's more than I did. So I thought that that was yes. very, very groovy and progressive in its own way. Yes. So do you know, like, when you, you get to the, the counter and you go to order and then they say, what table? You never know what table you've sat at, and then you're trying to get your See? mate's attention who's at the table. Yeah, okay. this is the Sean Walsh content that I that originally made me love you, and I've stayed with you. And I love, I love the way that you've evolved. And now you talk about other restaurants. You know, it's yeah. <laughs> I've actually got 15 minutes on McDonald's. Have you? <laughs> so I like that you sort of evolved to Nando's, but then you've sort of gone back to. What, well, because what happens is you end up having to eat McDonald's when you're on the road. Yeah, yeah. And McDonald's have 100%. a new system, which is the new touchscreen system, yeah. which I have taken, um, I've, which I, I have a problem with. Well, anyway, you're on, you're on tour, right? People, if they want to know what this problem is, they should come and see Sean Walsh live. <laughs> I also, <laughs> I also want to know a bit. Well, but I also want to know a bit of the problem now. Just a bit. Don't tell well, me the just routine. The fuck, all right, or just the like. For st- like for, okay, for a start, you used to the, the system. No one had a problem with the previous system. This system it will work for the rest of eternity, which is queuing. You join the queue. You wait until you get to the front of the yes. queue. You order. You get your food and you leave. Now they've gone for a new system. But when you walk into McDonald's, it's like walking into fucking Gatwick Airport. Where <laughs> just people just stood about. No one knows what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. And then you go and use the machine like you have to check in at an airport. It's just bizarre, and, and and then you get the ticket with the number, and you, it doesn't matter how it doesn't matter if the number is. I mean, for a start, the machine never has the paper to print the it ticket. It doesn't. No, fair point. And and then if you do get the ticket, you 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 have become you have such a short attention span now as a human being, you can't even remember the number. So everyone is just looking down at the number, thinks they've got it. Down at the number, thinks they've got it. No, what is it again? Down at the number. It's just the whole thing is torture. This is good what most people think territory. I think I'm absolutely with you uh, in regard to McDonald's. I also think that the process, the way that you have to wait now, it does feel like a lot of time to question your life decisions. I sort of also feel like I'm waiting for methadone as well. Like we're just all standing around and we're going to be dispensed some state approved kind of mood booster. And 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 it just doesn't really suit. You're right. The the, the queuing thing suits the British mentality. Queuing works. It's worked for centuries we don't need to change that bit well you know why i mean if you really want to get into why this is happening is because basically they used to make loads of food and then you'd come and say oh, i want a quarter pound they're like well great we've got one of those but then fucking five guys came along and undoubtedly improved the burger experience but also mcdonald's and burger king would go oh we've got to make it fucking fresh now no. this is all to do with it needing to be fresh no 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 five guys is a fad Five guys will all be going. Do you, do you remember when the Five Guys had that moment? Trust me, Five Guys hasn't got a chance. Do you think they're going to have to let one of the guys go once it starts? <laughs> Four guys. <laughs> Just a guy in the end. Um, this is what. 
This is what right. most people think. You know, this is a, a topical, sometimes political podcast that's covered things from the experience of everyday people. And there's no, there's none so everyday as, as Mr. Sean Walsh with his is McDonald's. But I totally, I totally sit, I, I hear you. And please feel seen in terms of, you know, if you want to. Pre- do you appreciate me, Jeff? I, I appreciate your lived experience. Do you, do you know people say that now? Young people. Really? I, I pre- as it comes from America. So you'll you'll buy something and say thank you. If you leave a tip, yeah, the young person will say, "I appreciate you." No, you I don't. don't want you to appreciate me. Please don't. If you appreciate appreciated me. me, like as in understood me, you wouldn't have said you appreciated me. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> so we got uh, subjects coming up now. I'm aware that when uh, Sean's come on the podcast before, like I say, I've got this reductive view of your wheelhouse. I want to get the big political questions. I want to. I want to pick your. Your political brain. I've called this episode yes. Sean Walsh, political expert. That's what I've called this episode. <laughs> There's nothing like a, 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 a bit of pressure. But but before we get to right, that, let's go. Before let's we talk. get to that, we got some. What uh, happened? What, what what happened with the live thing? What live thing? Politics live. Well, that's that was going to be the second half of the show. All right, so I'll tease okay, you. Fine. So, no, fine. no, no, no. I, no, I think no, I think you're right. No, tease it. You you you're in the podcast game. I should. You're right. I should tease it. So I went on a, a, a politics thing. So, so I spoke about politics, and then the reward is at the end that I get to mention my book, The British Bloke Decoded, which is out now, and uh, get some great reviews, feedback, wonderful feedback, and um and then so we started to speak about blokes, and then Joe Coburn, the host, mentioned that. Some people have said that there should be a minister for men, and I was basically going, well, you know, if you look at like male suicide and male health issues and stuff like that, there is an argument potentially that's the case. Then the two women on the panel, who I get along very well with, and, and you know, got a lot of respect for them, they, they, their reaction to who that... Are they? What's that? Who are they? Sorry. So uh, Ava from uh, Joe Politics and, and Francis uh, O'Grady, who's uh, from the TUC, they didn't look, put it this way. They didn't seem to want to hear too much about male problems, right? So, okay, I thought I was on fairly solid ground saying that you know suicide is the biggest cause of death of men under fifty. I thought that was a fairly reasonable point to make, but quickly found myself uh, <laughs> uh, 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 being asked why I wasn't doing more against uh, sexual harassment and and what about the the gender pay gap and and, and stuff. So so. Yeah, I mean, I got a generally positive reaction online of people sort of saying like, "Well, that was weird. Why, why wasn't men killing themselves like an important enough topic for those panelists?" So, so we'll get into that in a bit more depth, and maybe yes. ask some other questions about blokes and loneliness. That and sounds that sounds like that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, let's just talk. Let's talk to it. So, yeah, stay tuned for the second half when we're going to be talking about suicide and loneliness. New Patreons. So remember, if you join the Patreon, you get access to like a monthly exclusive Patreon only episode. There's uh, my last three specials. I, so immediately I said that I knew you would look at your phone. You're like, oh, for fuck's sake. I, I... Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, thought, I thought this is your bit. This is your. Oh, no, no, no. It's my phone's actually on airplane mode. Wow. That, you know what? That I actually take that as a massive. That's quite a big deal, actually, for a comic. I'm, I'm a professional. Professional respect. You are also drinking out of the world's tiniest coffee cup. I don't. I wish people could see this. Is it espresso? Oh right, no. You definitely don't sound like a wanker. You've got a tiny little espresso mug. Fucking hell! When you were young, I bet you had Nescafe your whole life. Now still live in a council. You still live in a council estate, Jeff. It's an espresso cup. What's that? Oh, you've got a mug. Yeah. Fucking hell, everyone. Jesus Christ! It's like watching Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Jeff Norcott has a mug. Yeah, and what does it say on the mug? Salt of, salt of the earth. Jeff with his mug over here. And what, and what does it say on it? It says Plough Lane, Wimbledon Football Club, because I remember my roots. I'm drink- and you know what I'm drinking out of that mug? Mellow Birds. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it would be, um, oh, what's that bloody thing? Oh, what's that? It's like a uh, rog. Oh, what's that hot drink? Rognall, broth, broth. Bollocks, don't worry. Okay, well, we, we'll stay tuned for that reference if it comes back into Sean's head. <laughs> we a new patron, so we've got a VIP. A VIP, if you're a VIP patron, you get loads of cool stuff, but you also get a guaranteed question read out in the monthly Patreon only. If you want to upgrade it a little bit from there to board level, which is you just change your pledge for, to £20 a month, you get, get this, Sean, you get my first book signed fucking and with an inscription sent to your house. That's what the board members are getting. Holy shit. Yeah. I, I just, and uh, do you not think that that is just a wonderful Patreon benefit? Hey, I'm, hey, sold. I'm doing it. Yeah. Top tier. 
Yeah. Top tier. Uh, and we've also got some new patrons. So what we do is we speculate on the character of the patrons just based on the name that they give. So it's pretty difficult. A lot of people are giving me one namers. So the VIP was Steve. It's very hard to think what's, what just Steve would be. I guess Steve... I suppose Steve might have be a, a tradesman who with a with a really nice house that he wants everyone to come around probably too often, so everyone knows what his house is like. What are you trying to do? So when people join the Patreon, I just take simply their name and I extrapolate what their character might be, and often in the form of a mini roast. So in this occasion, Steve, I've just got his, he hasn't given me a surname. Steve. He's just got to go off Steve. Just Steve, but I think Steve's sort of like quite an 80s name, so I think Steve, he's done all right for himself, maybe. He, he constantly wants people to come over his house so he can show them the summer house. Steve, I think Steve also doesn't care about clothes. Okay, yeah. He doesn't care about um, uh, fashion and anything, uh, is it sartorial? He, he doesn't, he's not fussed. But he will, like, when it comes to the drink that he drinks, he's like he's very specific about his alcohol and will talk you through it a lot and go, no, he's, he's into tins. He's in, he just cans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tinny. Tinny, what, like old, old t- school? Old, old uh, Tin Boy Steve, yeah. Holston, are we talking real 80s lagers, like Hofmeister, Follow the Bear? I I don't I really I might be wrong. I don't think he's too fast. You think he's fast, I don't. I think you you're describing a man who's just given up, I think. He didn't care about clothes and he drinks His name's Steve. <laughs> I mean a Steve job, but you know. Yeah, no, I think this is more of an 80s Steve. But welcome to the VIP enclosure, Steve. Uh we've got some uh, other patrons. We've got Paul. Not much I can do with Paul. Um Paul and Steve though, they do maybe they sit in Steve's Man cave drinking eighties lagers, crying. I I think Paul when he wear I think Paul will wear a shirt and jeans and he'll tuck his shirt into his jeans. And that is wrong because you do you do that? Maybe. No, well, I didn't say there was anything wrong with that. You just I'm, I'm sorry. I'm trying to look up the word that I was trying to describe. Oh, earlier the, this was the this was yeah. the drink that you thought I was drinking as yes, the most the, the sort of most on the nose example of a working class drink. But you, I don't really know what Google search you would you would use to even find that information. Meanwhile, I'll carry on. Uh, Chris England, yeah. Chrissy England, were great. I mean, you know Finchie from The Office. Chris England yes. is, I reckon, the 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 southwest version of of Finchie. Like he covers the southwest area and. A, Bloody good rep. Not quite as politically incorrect as <laughs> not quite as politically incorrect as Finchie, but um Do you reckon you could make the office today? Sorry if that is contentious and but do, do you really do you think if the office was handed in the script it is today, word for word, it would be produced the same? Um no. Um, it's no just, chance. It, absolutely. I mean, there's absolutely certain episodes. No chance. I mean, so what would happen is, like, say for example, you know the episode where Bovril. Bovril. Um, I do like Bovril. I mean, it's, it's the short answer. Shut up. Do you actually? Yeah. Well, I mean, at football. Have you ever had it at football? On a cold autumn, that fucking. <laughs> Wimbledon with your Bovril. Oh my god, beef tea. I like you know I like having a, a bovril and a steak pie. It's like it's like you're pursuing a species vendetta against cows. Like I want to consume your shit any way I can because you're so yes. tasty. I do think with cows sometimes I look in their eyes and I wonder if they know they sort of accept that we eat them because they're like we are fucking amazingly tasty. Like we've got so much going on. Like I'm not saying I'm not victim blaming, but I I think let's just be realistic. Cows have a lot to offer, and we it's hot, it'd be it's a lot to ask to not. See what they've got going on. <laughs> okay. I was trying not to make that sound has this, creepy. Has this, has this podcast veered from the tone that it normally is already? Partly, partly, yes. Partly because you're here. Partly because uh, it's 5pm. Um, Chris England. So Chris England is a rep. He's got a, a Vauxhall Cavalier, maybe, Chris England. And then Martin Sharp. Martin Sharp, kids novelist, maybe. Jeff, have you checked with your listeners whether what you're doing now, which, you know, I hesitate to call a section, 
Have you have you checked with them um, to see if there's any sense that they're enjoying this? They complain when they don't get roasted. You have to understand that what most people think faithful what? are a unique. They're a very resilient bunch, mate. Very resilient bunch. Fucking hell. And going back to the point, this is obviously going to be quite a rambling podcast, <laughs> but going back to the point. So The Office, I'll tell you one episode that wouldn't definitely wouldn't have got made. You know the episode where the girl in the wheelchair is left on the stairs? Oh, my God. Yeah. Also, when Brent... Um, when Brent says I can't remember which episode it is but he's talking to an Asian man and he goes oh that wasn't you that was the other one yes yeah yeah there's no way there's no way because the problem is so much of that comes in performance that on the page, I mean, right now, literally as we speak, I'm working on a script that, that he's not, he's not a Brent, he's a very different sort of character, but there's elements of this character whereby he says old fashioned things. Wonder where I could have drawn that from, says the bov- <laughs> bovel drinking diet gamut. And, and you go, you just go, the, you, what you have no control over is what, the voice that people read things in. It's a bit like social media, isn't it? If they've decided, like someone like me is a right wing hateful gammon, you could just do the most. Spot on. Yeah, spot on. But you could do the most trivial tweet about... So, so I'll give you an example. So remember the Sarah Everard protest, right? Uh, do you remember like, and that, that, that redhead girl was like restrained by the police? And it was really, really... Yeah. The optics of it were horrible. She was, an, was it right she was an actress? Am I making that up? I think she was, yeah. I think she was a performer on some level. But the, uh, that, earlier that day, I tweeted, what's the deal with women and those big duvet coats? You know the big duvet coats women wear when it gets cold? And yeah, I've got the Arsene Wenger coats. Yeah, the big Arsene... So I literally just said that. So obviously that just stayed knocking around the algorithm. Then later on, the woman arrested was wearing a duvet coat. And then somebody, well, actually a colleague of ours, I won't mention his name, but he was like, well, this is this is how he sees the world. A woman is, is brutalised by police and the first thing he thinks of is a joke about duvet coats. I was like, no, no. And you know when you have to correct them and go, no, it was just a really shit, lazy observation generally. You know, you yeah, have to do. Diff- well, yeah. I, I need to. I feel like I need to come clean now. I, I own one of those coats as well. My God, man. So, an espresso mug in your house. Do you know why? Why? I'll tell you why. Yeah, there's an espresso mug in my house, which I'm not ashamed of. Um, and those coats are in, in January and February when it's incredibly cold. You are laughing, mate. In the in the in the land, no, no everyone else in, is in the, laughing. In, the, in in the lands of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. See, everyone is laughing at you because you're a man and you're taking your own warmth too seriously. So, and they're freezing, and I'm nice and cozy. <laughs> cozy. I mean, even the fact that you think it's okay to use that word. Can I ask you? Do you describe your stomach as your tummy sometimes? No. <laughs> Are you fucking do? <laughs> no, I don't. No, no, no. I bet but, you do. Uh, oh, my no, tummy no, hurts. No, I'm with you. I, I'm, just, I'm, I would, I'm very open about the, the, this side of myself. But I, no, I can't say tummy. It has to be stomach. Are you stomach? Are we talking about that? Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's the same yeah, as, like, you can't yeah. say goalie. Yeah. It has to be keeper. The moment you say goalie, you lose all credibility as a football fan. Domain talking points. So our super Patreon, David Domain, who picks up on stuff from last week. Last week, I said, opinions are like arseholes, everybody's got one. Then when I went, oh, actually, some people don't have arseholes, and I, I think I should acknowledge that. Um, so there is a medical term, according to David Domain, to those, uh, to those born without an arsehole. It's an imperforate anus, or an a- a- <laughs> anal rectal... How you're looking at me right now is exactly how I deserve to be looked at, by the way. An anal rectal malformation... I can't believe it. I, 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 I'm saying this, but it feels it feels like it feels like this podcast has has been dumbed down. I mean, it was it was a very one show moment that wasn't it? Really, I can't remember <laughs> what we were discussing before, but I just well, an anal rectal malformation. You're, you're less you're listening to North Norfolk Radio with uh, Jeff Norcott will be taking over from me today. And now for a special report from Phil Tufnell. Okay, let's do the thank you and the fuck you. So I'm going to do the thank you. So the book is out and people are leaving reviews on Amazon, which really helps. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to read out some of those reviews. I mean, this is risky because there might have been a shit one go up there. Um, in the meantime, oh, I've seen it's just gone back to number one bestseller in the jokes and riddles chart. But I don't know if you, have you the thing about books, Sean, is, is you, you nominate it for all these spurious categories so you can try and get a number one somewhere. So oh, I'm, I'm, I see. I'm riding high in the jokes and riddles section alongside loads of kids' kids' um, joke books. But let's have a look at any. By the new way, re- I, I, 
do you is it is it um is it um am i emasculating you um by watering my plant i've got a plant here is that okay um emascul- i don't my- know if emasculating is the word i'm just are you watering your plants while we're doing a podcast? Is that, yeah, is that okay? I'm just doing that now. Is that I thought that you might feel emasculated. Do you know you can have too much therapy, Sean? Can I just say that? I'll just leave that out there. You know, not everything. Can- not not everything yeah. counselors say is stuff you should definitely do. All right. I thought you would find that. I I just thought uh, Jeff will have a problem with me watering my plant. Yes, I did. I did. I made. I made. Yeah, a- I made it. What, what's your problem? Well, I got a plant here in my office space. And you've got an office space. Do you not have any plants in your office space? I think we both know the answer to that. Right. And I do. little plant here. And I've just watered it. What's the problem? The, I don't know. It's probably something to do with my relationship with my dad, I guess. That's, that, <laughs> <laughs> so I was basically lashing out to protect. I was talking about your therapy when actually what I was trying to really avoid was more therapy of my own. Uh, <laughs> Thank you to people leaving uh, reviews. We've got Paul, we've got Draven, Nigel Bales, Tim G, Dean Watson, Fiddlers, Fiddlers, uh, Pete M, <laughs> um, Ginge Girl, Nicholas Doy, Kevin W, GG Wright, Einstein, Jim, Amazon Customer, Nick, Glenn and Seagull. <laughs> I mean, that just sounds like a group of football hooligans, doesn't it, from the that's early a, 80s? That's a stag do. That is a stag do. Seagull and Jim. Does Seagull come in? Do you remember that time he shit on someone's head? Yeah. <laughs> um, just quickly before we get into the politics, which I know you're chomping at the bit to talk about, what exactly. is your fuck you, well, Sean? I mean, it feels like you already had a pop at McDonald's, so have you got anything else you need to get off your chest? Uh, I just, I tell you what I have issue with is um, I think it should become more. It should be more wide knowledge that if if someone's if someone's telling a story mm. and you're with them in person and it gets to a point in that story that they're telling where there is a handshake, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes people put their hand out in the story and then you don't know whether you're now meant to shake their hand okay. or not shake their hand in the story. And I'm just saying to everyone now, to everyone listening, can you stop putting your hand out if there is a handshake in your story? So if, if somebody it, says, so I shook his hand and then they put their hand out. Yeah, that's you, this has to be stopped. Yes. Stop putting your hand out if there is a handshake in your story because it's confusing. I don't want to be an actor in your play. You've decided to tell me a story. Just tell it. You don't have to move. And why is it that only the handshake is the bit that you decided that you want possibly me to participate in just keep your hands to yourself no mimes generally in storytelling please says one of the best merchants of doing act outs that i've ever seen at stand-up i mean this is incredible really isn't it well yeah but i don't like jump into the crowd with the audience going am i meant to be involved in this bit it's no, but can know. we just appreciate the irony here you are commonly acknowledged to be one of the best people in stand-up to act out well that's element, very element, Elements of the story that you're telling, and here you are telling the average Joe public. Yeah, <laughs> he can't sort just... it out. Sort it out. Right, let's talk about politics here now, Sean. I, I know that um, you have very strong ideas on cancelling HS2. Just, just talk us through where you're at on this. So we're talking, we've had the high speed one rail link, of course, but then the extension of it to Manchester and Leeds, the Leeds legs, I don't need to tell you, Sean, has already been cancelled, but the the high speed leg to to Manchester, there's talk of it being cancelled. Okay, well, here's the thing, the the high, high high speed rail to, it was to Birmingham, wasn't it, it was the initial extension. Now, it actually takes, it's like an hour and a half Mm. to get from... um, King's Cross. No, Euston. Sorry, Euston to Birmingham, right? I I don't I have to say, I don't think there there I don't think there was a desperation for that to be any quicker than it was. No. I, agree. I don't think that is something that we felt that we uh, over all of the problems with this country uh, at, at this at this time. Mm. And uh, this country just seems to just be getting 
Well, I mean, I don't know if it's what I'm reading, but I, I just, you pick up your phone, you have a glimpse at the paper. I looked at the paper today and you, you just go, this is, this is broken, isn't it? I mean, I, I don't like, want to say broken Britain, but like, it just does seem like it is absolutely in the shit. And I've got a bit, I've been working on a new show and I was talking to the audience about whether I've reached a certain point in my, in my life, it's my age, where suddenly your youth, the world that you knew, is now in, you know, is now in the distance. And so you feel like the world is shitter, but actually it's not. It's actually just a, a phase of life that you enter where you think that. But the, all of the audience wholeheartedly agreed that, that the world is shitter than it was. But people so that's have, a kind of a, yeah, people have always thought that historically. There's certainly there's arguments that that some things like demonstrably NHS waiting lists. You know, there, there, All there's that stuff. And People, I do. The social media, the internet, we have, you know, we're entered a new phase of things, technology, the way we communicate that we never did, that I don't know how beneficial they are. All of that stuff. All of that stuff. So, so I don't think in the long line of things that are pretty shit about the world, yeah. I don't think one of them that needed to be, you know, one of the things that needed to be improved the most was a train line to Birmingham. Mm. so all right it has done and we all like a faster train i'm a big fan of the elizabeth line in london big shout out to the lizzie line yeah i like it but the ex what what will the money that they claim to be saving on the extension of the hs2 what's that going i would like them to go look we're not going to spend it on that that seems like a mm. bit of a waste of money at the moment it's going to go here and you're going to see well, the so improvements. This is an interesting what, what, po point you bring up. Did not expect you to actually have like a genuine and impassioned response to this, but see, I know. <laughs> no, it sounds impassioned. Uh, Jeff, it sounds impassioned uh, because of the way I am. I'm quite dramatic, but it's not. So I think we've got a problem when we tend to think of train lines as up and down, right? Rather than side to side. I think there's, there's a lot of side to side needs that are being o overlooked, right? It doesn't make any sense to why everything is thought of in, in relation to London. You know, if you think of, you could get a train line across from like fucking Cambridge through Bedford, Oxford, Milton Keynes, all that. You know, that would be a good train line to have, but it, it doesn't exist. So I absolutely agree that we could uh, redeploy the money. I also think that you're right that, I remember when the Eurostar was going to be opened, like there was a genuine excitement and anticipation because it was a fucking tunnel under the sea. And it was like, well, I'm going to be. I didn't realise that Eurostar was. Well, because I, I was a child, you see, Jeff. So I yeah. thought that it was just a train going underwater. So I thought that if you got on it and you looked out the window, you'd see fish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, just, just be I honest. I was very this disappointed. Is, this is a safe space. What age did you think that until? What are we talking? I think until I got on it. Until you got on it. Cool, cool. That's. Um... <laughs> My mum, my mum once um, said, was telling me when I was a kid that I had too much, I wasn't washing behind my ears. So one day she did sort of like a magic trick where she sort of, she obviously had a couple of new potatoes in her hand, but she put some soil on her hand. So she sort of produced these potatoes from behind my ears. And I think I probably believed that till I was 15, but only because I hadn't gone over it again. And I think I was like talking to a girl I was like, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, once, I once grew a couple of potatoes behind me. Oh, she's done me again. She's done me, isn't she? Um, so I think I so think yeah, well, I, so, but I don't think you're right. I don't think anybody was. I don't think anybody was sitting there going, "When can we get to that place? We can already get to slightly quicker." Yeah, that's what I don't understand. It's not, and it's not even like you say. It's slightly quicker. It's not even remarkably quicker. <laughs> I want to talk to you now about minimum service levels vis-a-vis -vis strike action. So um, the oh, unions okay. are currently urging yes. a degree of non-compliance in relation to the state because the government, you know, we've had Jesus a lot Christ. of strikes and when it comes to health and, and fire services and police, the government yeah. is saying that there needs to be an agreement on minimum services here. Like what, what, you know, we have to have people putting out fires and attending crime. So you couldn't have full strike action by the fire service and the police. The question is, who decides what those minimum services are, really? Is it the government minister? I mean, I think everyone is broadly like, yeah, good luck to the strikers, because there's a general anti-government sentiment. But then at the moment where your house is on fire and a fireman doesn't turn up because he's on strike, I think your view might move a little bit. <laughs> well, it'd be funny if they have to release a statement suggesting to everyone around the country that in the, in the coming weeks, just everyone be a bit more careful. I think, 
Just go, yeah, just, just heads up. Heads please, up. Please, heads up. There are no services available, emergency services. Please just be really careful. Extra tentative, everyone. Well, that sort of happened, didn't it, in around COVID? Because they were sort of, oh, you can't come to A&E, so you better not fucking fall off yes. the slide. Because I was yes. at that point, I was fairly casual about falling off of stuff. I was, I sort of took it as a risk worth taking, you know? Yes, And, and then all of a sudden I said to Emma and I said, you know, to Seb, I was like, we, we, we've got to stop now. We've got to stop, you know, walking on high fences and some of the other stuff we were doing, was, you know, because we're, we're, it's a different economic stop, reality. Cl- stop, cl- stop climbing up pylons. Yeah, yeah. A better yeah. phone signal. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Um, no, I... Uh, is this... A, so are they... Have, have they got to decide this? Well, have, so have the government... Decide, have they got to decide who is deciding what counts... That's kind of where they're at. So the unions are obviously very perturbed by this because they feel that if the government set the minimum service level too low, it effectively prohibits strike action, which I think is is sort of like a fair point. But I do wonder if at the point where it goes to the public, whether the Tories will then be able to say, you know, in a debate with Starmer, like, do you want fires to be put out? Do you want your children to be educated? Or are you on the side of... The good people of Britain are on the side of the strikers. That's the, that's the political issue for both the unions and Labour, I think. Yes, but I, I mean, it, it, it is an issue, and it is uh, a. Pro- I've never sound, I can't believe I'm talking about this. Um, you even changed publicly. your posture there. I like that. Uh, but I think well, the, yeah, it's all, I, I also now discover why people talk like the way they too do, because you have to really consider what you're about to say. So you have to kind of yeah. lean forward look into the distance uh, and think about what it is you're going to, going to communicate. It, it is a difficult situa- situation, Jeff. There's no getting around that. You know, uh, <laughs> this is a problem. This is a problem for the government and this is a problem for the people that are striking. But, but I think with the current state of the country and that it's in, we need to support workers and we need to support the good people of Britain that are going out to work and with the expenses, the things post-Brexit, where people cannot afford to to not just it's not about living people around the country if you look we are living but this is a life that should be enjoyed but shadow minister i'm shadow minister i'm gonna have to press you on the issue what it represents a reasonable minimum level of service should firefighters be able to ignore call outs for fires i well really it depends on the size of the fire uh i think really we have to consider if there is a cat up a tree for example then you know the cat I'm afraid is going to have to get itself uh, get itself down, um, and I and I'm sure if there is something you know completely monstrous and uh, and uh, you know and leaving a city on, on on the ground, well then you know I'm sure the people will step forward and do the right thing, as they as they would normally. Tony Blair, thank you for appearing on what most people think. Did you know that you could do a Tony Blair impression? By the way, that was a really good Tony Blair. It kind of was, yes. Well, I can do impressions, can't I? So we know that. But yeah. But, but I, 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 do you know what? I don't know the answer. It's a good question, and it is a predicament that they have. But I think, I think that my take on it would be that, and obviously, I live in, you know, I live in London, and it, and it, and it is more expensive than, than the rest of the country. But with the prices that things are at, people are struggling to. I just, I. People are struggling to. Life should be more than and what than what it seems to be for a lot of people at the moment. And um, wherever people can be paid more, I I fully support them. Well, unlimited, yeah. Just keep just keep giving them more, yeah. How much more? Five fighters, two hundred grand a year. It. Just loads more, more. yeah. Loads. So yeah. you're saying you're essentially saying I'd <laughs> I'd like. Can we just be nice? That's that seems to be the yeah. Can we just speak? Yeah. Could everyone just have like more money, dude? What most people think. Third question here. I think I think you've, you've, you're doing so well. Um, Thank you. This, this feels like a quiz show now. Um, so there's been some talk, you know, as uh, Rishi Sunak is searching for USPs and angles and policy initiatives, that future generations may be banned from smoking. And by that I mean like smoking, like cool smoking. Yes, not, cigarettes. Not, yes, yeah. Yeah, not, not, not the shit. Not the shit smoking. Yeah. Now. As a libertarian, I hate smoking. I mean, I can't, I, I fucking, I really, I just don't get it. I don't know. I don't know if anyone's ever said, like other drugs, you go, like people go, oh, remember that night we had on the piss? Remember that night we had on the pills, whatever? And it memorable. I don't remember everyone going, God, I had a great day on the fags. Oh, I was, I was smoked up and 
Yes. Oh, it was so much fun. So I've never fully understood it. I guess it is this... Lo- like, a this bit like lo- me with gambling. I don't understand gambling. I don't... I do not understand gambling at all. No. No. So it's so the I, same thing. I, I have an addictive personality, but gambling is not something that I... That has ever been a threat to me. Well, the thing the thing with gambling is is somebody you know if someone's an alcoholic or if someone's got a coke addiction, you could show video footage of that person enjoying it at some point. There'll be a bit where they were having a laugh. Whereas I've rarely seen a gambler anything other than looking intent and stressed. Oh, but winning! What a feeling, my friend. But winning. I re- I would argue that gambling provides that return way less often than other drugs. <laughs> and I wouldn't argue that. So should we ban future generations from smoking? Not just like make it more expensive. Should we ban it? No smoking. Before I answer, what's your, what's your actual? Well, I hate uh, smoking, but I just don't like the idea of, of absolutely take it like taking adult human choice off the table. Cause I sort of feel like that behavior is is just going to go elsewhere. But what about, okay. Well, I, I think absolutely ban it. Absolutely ban it. You know, it's well, for a certain age group. So, so certain people can smoke. Ban it over a certain what? age, because they're saying it's generational. So it's not banning smoking completely. It's what? beyond. What? Well, you'll phase it out by age group. So, what? Well, this is the point. Yeah. There's some people over there that can smoke because they're that age and they're yes. born in this decade. Ban it. Ban it. It's over. Right. Ban it. After, after two weeks, everyone will go, what the fuck were we doing? <laughs> but I, we I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. No, I mean, it's, it's terrible. And I, I you know, I, I, I smoked and I chain smoked and I smoked a lot. And I've got a lot of people, you know, I've got a lot, I've got friends that have, that are, that have been diagnosed with, you know, serious life-threatening illnesses that had, had they smoked would probably have lost their lives. But mm. luckily, because they didn't, they, they managed to um, win the battle, as it were. But, it, 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 you know, you can't... Everyone's going, oh, I'm a libertarian. Oh, don't tell me what I can put in my body. Well, you don't have a problem when it's smack or crack or heroin or cocaine. All then of those say, things are oh, already illegal, Sean. Yes, but what I'm saying... So, yes, no, I understand that. But why, why, <laughs> but why do people have a problem... With the idea of cigarettes being um, banned, but not, uh, but are okay with the things that are already banned being banned. I, I, I suppose, sense. I suppose, because the speed at which you can fuck up your life with those other things is, is a lot quicker. You've rarely seen smoking. You've never seen someone going, "Oh, he was, he was just a nice kid, and then he started smoking, and three years later, he was dead." That doesn't happen. Or he was pawning. No, no one's pawning like stuff at cash converters just to get pump, twenty bensons. The reason people smoke is not because they enjoy it. It's because they're addicted, and the addiction makes them think that they are enjoying it. You're not enjoying pumping smoke into your lungs that are in your body to, to help breathe in oxygen. Just ban the fucking things. They kill people. They kill family members. It's, it kills you. Like, f- why the fuck does it exist? It's insane. Well, so I would agree to a point that you said And I would, but also I would caveat that with um, make pills legal. Make ecstasy legal. Ban smoking, make ecstasy legal. I think that's good. I think what we've got ourselves there is an incredibly consistent position from the political expert, Sean Walsh. Okay, we're just going to do a, a quick hype here. So of, most of my autumn dates are sold out or, or as close as, damn it, I think that there's some tickets left in Lyme Regis. Dundee, if you fancy coming to Dundee. And a couple of other places. But the 2024 dates are, are starting to sell really well. So there's dates all over the show there. Uh, Mansfield, I think I've mentioned uh, Middlesbrough, Southport. We've got new dates coming in London. So just go to Live Nation, type in Jeff Norcott. And just keep scrolling. Don't stop when it gets to the end of the year. Keep scrolling up. And, uh, you know, obviously as the show uh, develops, it's, there's a topical element to it. So, hey, you might want to come see it again uh, in the spring leg and see, see which fucking... Celebrity wrong, and I'm talking about this week. But uh, anyway, we spoke about that plenty last week. Sean, you are out doing live dates. You've got a couple of podcasts on the go as well. Have you got anything you need to hype, mate? 
Oh, that's very kind of you. Well, if, you, if you're looking for another podcast to listen to on top of Jeff's, I do a, um, if you're a dog lover, I do a podcast with Happy Go Lucky Jack D, um, one of, you know, Britain's comedy legends. Uh, that's called Oh My Dog. And we, Jeff, do you have a dog? Yeah, I mean, you've got two podcasts and I've never been invited on either, but let's, let's you say your thing, then we'll get to that. I, I thought that when I joined this and I thought, I don't think I've asked Jeff to do, yeah, well, you know, you are always welcome. I don't know. I'm, I'm doing Emily Dean's walking the dog one soon, so I can't make it. Sorry, <laughs> that that was an absolute. But no, I would. I, of course, I would love to. Well, be Emily, did, yes. Well, with it, anyway, that has fantastic guests: Romesh and Rob Becker and uh, and everyone. And we get and we're interviewing Gary Newman tomorrow. Uh, and then there's what's upset you now, which is not for children, and that's me and Paul McCaffrey, and um, that's 15 minutes, and we rant about the things that pissed us off this week. Or that week. Um, and then I'm on tour. That's it. And you can come. And uh, some of the shows are sold out and some of them are selling fast. But please come along. It'd be lovely to have you there. We always ask uh, touring comics this. What is your black hole place that they never fucking buy? No matter how early you put it on sale, it's always a straggler. What is your territory that you need to give a kick up the arse you know, Well, I I, I'm very fortunate. I, I have to say I'm very fortunate. I don't think I have that this time round. Oh, fuck it was off. Always, I'm sorry. It was how always, dare you? It was always Radlitz. I mean, but Radlitz for some reason sold out on this one. But it, 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 it was always Radlitz. It didn't matter where I was in my career, I would yeah. turn up to Radlitz and there'd be no one there. <laughs> okay, well, just, just always, because. I still had a great time. Go on, why? What? Just because of this humble brag now. If everybody that's bought tickets for show, Sean Show and Radlitz could just not show up, just to keep him humble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right, so the politics live thing, which some some of you may have come to uh, to just find out my thoughts on. First up, I don't want anyone like piling on to the people involved in the panel chat because that's not that's not what I'm about. And and both of the people I entered into the discussion with, I get on very well with and respect. We just ended up in a weird place conversationally where I was saying that, as I mentioned at the top of the show, that male suicide, I felt that you could potentially have a minister for men because men have specific issues that might need specific attention. Then um, Ava to my left um, sort of said that she thought that was a kind of like a culture war issue and that we were risking alienating women, which wasn't really, I didn't think that that's what it was. I thought we were just going to talk specifically about men's problems. I then went on to say that um, men were way more likely to die of COVID. And I felt that if the, the roles had been reversed, we would have had a very specific discussion around why women were more likely and what sort of systemic things were making women more likely to die. And then Ava mentioned that women did more housework during COVID, which I, I didn't really know where that was going. So... And Ava then mentioned that um, that um, women uh, try to attempt suicide more often. They're just unsuccessful, which, again, I thought, OK, that might be a fact. I don't know. OK, and then and then the, the discussion got thrown over to Frances, who's from the TUC, uh, formerly from the TUC. And she sort of started off by saying, uh, well, essentially that she knew men. That seemed to be the starting point. And it's more, more or less, it was kind of that. Like, I, I, some, I, I've got sons and I work with men and I was like, OK, where's this going? But then she sort of flipped it and said, well, you know, women are still 15%, paid 15% less and there's sexual harassment. Why don't instead, Jeff, rather than talk about this stuff, you form an organisation called BASH, which she said, blokes against sexual harassment. She actually said this. Um, and at this point, I was just thinking, I don't, I, I'm in some weird fucking twilight zone here. I feel like there was a small bit of the show that was going to be about um, men's issues. And, and, and I don't, because and, the problem is, Sean, as you'll know, when you're on these shows, it, it turns out that I had a lot of support afterwards and people were like, what the fuck happened there? But in the moment, all I'm thinking is people are going, oh, he's dismissing the pay gap. Oh, he's dismissing sexual harassment, which I totally wasn't. I made it very clear that I wasn't. So, I, I mean, I just, it's really hard because I suppose if you play this social media game, what I should have done, right, if I was playing the, the, the cynical game is get a clip of that, put it out there and gone, what the fuck happened here and try to get it more traction. But as I say... Yes, that's, uh, that, yes, that would have been effective, I think. It would, and it still would now. But I just, I don't know, because yeah. like, I, I know how horrible it is to get a pile on. And if any yeah. of, if either the, the two women in that got a pile on, one, it would be horrible because they're nice people. Secondly, it would just be totally counterintuitive because eventually there probably would be some bloke that would say something horrifically sexist and, <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and then it definitely. would mushroom out. And, th and then there would be people that just don't like me that would go, oh, I don't like the fact that this guy's getting traction. So it would then, it would then, and, and I suppose I came to the point where I just thought, I'm too tired <laughs> to I... part. 
to, to, to put any more spotlight on this, but it is a problem, right? So let me bring it down to the issue that I think is the, the issue that we could discuss, is that there is a cultural dialogue which is men should talk about their problems more. And yet, when a man does talk about his problems, a lot of people sort of, if we're honest, are thinking, shut the fuck up. <laughs> but, uh, do you think that? Do I do, that, because do think I think that, that sometimes. I Even when I was talking about it on the show, there was a part of my brain going, shut up, moaning, you fucking ninny. <laughs> ninny! <laughs> in nincompoop, come on. Um, you, you, I mean, obviously, you, you know, you're, you, you've kind of had, you've got a slightly, you've got a different career to me, where it is kind of, you've, you've made it your, almost your job, which is great, to kind of talk about those things. Mm. But I think for me... I, I, I'm in my comedy in particular. I try to anything that would be contentious, anything yeah. that would create something where people kind of thought, "Well, oh, I don't agree with that bit," and someone else go, "Well, oh, no, I do agree with that bit." I try and stay away from those things. So it's, no, it's, no, it's, and I know, and you've always done that. In fairness, that's not been a recent thing. You like, you've always said, "I want something that everybody in the room can absolutely be on the and same page." And I don't, and I think, and I think, no, I'm just, I'm just stating this now because I'm on. When it comes to these sorts of questions, these are things that I, na- I just genuinely, naturally, you, you, you I, I have a, I have a strong sense that you can't. Okay, yes, it's good to talk about these things. Yes, it's good to go on a radio show and. You know, someone's listening to that show and you've made them think and someone's put a, an argument, a case forward and someone's rejected that case. And now you're having a discussion and maybe a debate about what is the right way to do things, the wrong way to do things. Should we have a, a minister for men? I I become so overwhelmed with, with, with the kind of things that you're talking about. And even just like looking at the news, it's sometimes it feels like it's just, it's just not, it's just noise for the sake of noise. Well, I think that I, I accept some of what you're saying. I just felt that, you know, this stat about suicide being the biggest cause of death in men under 50, I, I don't think that that is as a take as such. That's not like a divisive issue. That's a fairly like, this is a big problem. And, you know, it needs specific attention. And I, and I maintain that. And in fairness to Ava, she reached out to me and she said, you know, she, she sort of regretted some of her com- comments. I suppose, well, you know, it just let's bring this back to comedy where we both feel safer, right? So if you look at something like, do men have the scope to complain? Do people like it when men complain? Well, ma- the existence of man flu suggests no. <laughs> like, it, it's kind of like the very fact, I mean, it is basically, if you tell someone that you're ill and they say, no, you're not, in other contexts, that would be seen as very toxic um, behaviour. But the, the dialogue is simultaneously men talk about your feelings more, but not too often, and definitely not when you're ill. Oh, with social media, anything that you say is then it's not it's not just that it's taken out of of context. It's it's put up for debate on a forum that spirals mm. spirals out of control, where then people are having arguments about things that are that have completely left the the subject of, of which you started. You scroll down, and then people are arguing about well, and you know, you're, you're, there, that, that, that it takes like six comments to reach Hitler. Or something yeah, yeah. like that. There's well, no, no, you're absolutely that. right. So what would definitely happen, so if I'd have shared this clip, right, and tried to parlay it for exposure, at some point, I'd no doubt somebody would say, well, he voted for the Conservative government, so if you want to look at the cause of suicide, maybe you should look at himself, right? That would be how it'd yes. go. People would basically, and what they're saying in that situation yes. is, I, yes. I don't like this guy, so I will find a number of arguments as to why I can carry on feeling exactly the same way about him. If the narrative is that basically men have privilege and women are are oppressed, the, the stat about men committing suicide more often is kind of inconvenient, really. It's almost like, you know when they say, oh, Birmingham's actually got more canals than Venice? It's just one of those, like, <laughs> like oh, well, that does not help the way that I want to see the world. So you know what? We got out on a joke. Let's leave it at that. Well done. Just quickly at the end there, this is just a letter I got. Jeff, two things today. Um, you, I've offered, so basically at any show that I do, I will be signing any copies of the book afterwards. But this guy says, uh, what about those of us who bought the Audible version? 
I mean, I can give a very clear and quick answer to that is that, um, do, well, you no. I mean, I, unless you want me to scratch my name across, across your iPad. Um, I, he said, should I bring along my childhood autograph book to the show in Dundee? Fucking bring it out. And also, what kind of names might you have on that autograph book? How many of them could still work in television? I mean, that'll be, let's have a little flick through that. Um, point number two, you said in this week's podcast, oh, so there's another thing where I've, I, basically I've left a blooper in the audio book, Sean, and there's a prize of two free tickets to next year's tour show. And, um, oh, and that's I've, nice. So I've asked people to work out what it is. What, so what's really happened is people have just pointed out loads of other errors that I wasn't aware of. That's fantastic. <laughs> Um, so one of them, so this guy has pointed out, what's this guy's name? I can't remember. Let's call him Steve. He said uh, that I said that there are no venomous spiders. Uh, I said that there are no poisonous spiders in the UK. And he says that there are no venomous spiders in the UK. Uh, so you are both correct, but you're not winning because it's not the mistake that I was thinking of. But I will see you in Dundee. Oh, and listen. and sure, a great we're, competition. It's a good competition, but I would say that people, all right, I'm going to give a little clue this week. It, you might find it. In the additional features section. You might find it in the additional features section. So let's leave it at that. Can I, can I do it with Jeff? Can I, before you before you um, signal goodbye, I just want to say uh, on, on the recording that sorry if I seemed a bit vague, but I'm someone that I feel I, I, I um, when it comes to things in the news... <laughs> that I read and I kind of switch between papers. I don't really mm. tend to be I'm, I'm this or I'm that. I, I feel I'm not someone that feels very certain about things. I, I always, I almost find that quite an unattractive thing in people. When they very is, much, yeah. And I think when they really know, you know, when they kind of, when they believe something to be right, they think they know it. I am someone that I'll always put my hands up like, I don't have a fucking clue. And, I think that and, is what most people think. And you know, if you if you're interested, you like Star Wars, right? So there's a great quote I do from like the Star pre- Wars. So there's a great great quote from the prequels from Phantom Menace, where Kenobi says, "Only oh no no, this is in Revenge of the Sith. No one cares, Jeff. You fucking nerd, get on with it." Um, I is do. that uh, so? Obi Wan Kenobi says, "Only a Sith would deal in absolutes." Exactly. But uh, but but Sean, that was an absolute. Only a Sith would do. Well, that, that, brilliant. Brilliant. Well, and look, the thing that you spoke with certainty on, what was it? It was McDonald's. And I think, I think you'll do for me, son. You'll do for me. Sean Walsh, thanks very much for uh, appearing once again on uh, What Most People Think.